You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. We are coming to you from the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. This is your Library Insider. Are you interested in your home's history? Or maybe you're looking to buy a home and want to know more about it, like, is it haunted? We can help you find out. We've brought in three different experts with unique perspectives to talk about the resources we have to help you. But first, it's your weekly word. Crapulent, relating to drinking of alcohol or drunkenness. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Did You Hear? I'm Dave Carson, and today we have a very exciting topic, your house history. It's not only interesting, but very useful if you're in the market for looking for a house or if you just want to know more about your property. I have three guests with me that have all kinds of crazy insights for you, and the first is Meredith Robertson. Welcome, Meredith. Hi, thanks for having me. And where are you from? I am a real estate agent with Keller Williams Key Partners in Prairie Village, and I am a a historian and librarian uh, background in in my past, so I have to share that. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And we also have? And I'm Amanda Wallmeyer. I'm the local history librarian here at Johnson County Library. And also? Andrew Gustafson. I'm the Curator of Interpretation for Johnson County Museum, and I handle public inquiries as part of my job. Okay, so we have an all-star cast, and so the way I see this happening is we're going to talk a little bit about what somebody who is either in the market for a house or uh, is already a homeowner, they come into the library, what resources do we have? How is the Johnson County History Museum involved, or Johnson County Museum. Johnson County Museum, how they're involved. And then I think we'll uh, jump into Meredith's very interesting story of how she went about finding a very historic property in the area that used to be known as the River Key and now is uh, the River Mar. Is that the right area, though? It It is. It's technically northeast okay. in Columbus Park. Columbus Park. and But it feels more like River Key. And I want to make sure that you feel free to jump in at any point because, interesting fun fact, Meredith used to not only work for the Johnson County Library, she also worked for the Kansas City Public Library, uh, North Kansas City Public Library. She is a librarian with a long history. She knows <laughs> Myself, her stuff. Right? <laughs> no. You're the true expert here, as we say. <laughs> I'm the curious. The so ultimate that. expert. Okay, so I'm uh, very curious about uh, my home history. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, the Johnson County Museum and Johnson County Library, we partner on a website called jocohistory.org. And that is one of the uh, main research questions we get is, tell me about the history of my house. Is there, if someone thinks that maybe it had a famous architect or maybe um, just when it was built, things like that when they're preparing to sell or if they're interested in buying a house, like you said. Uh, So we have several resources here. You don't even really have to ask us. Everything that we use is out for public use on in the library so we have the polk directories if you're interested in like maybe a famous person lived in your house or just interested in who who lived in your house before you did you can look up reverse address directories or if you know a name you can look up that way in the polk directories we also have um 
a book called Guide to Kansas Architecture. And so if maybe it's like a Frank Lloyd Wright house, which we know there is one in Kansas City, Missouri. But um, just one, right? Yes, just one, I <laughs> okay. think. I don't Your know. chances of that are, are pretty slim. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But for example, if that's the only famous architect I know, thanks for shaming me, guys. <laughs> um, and so uh, this Guide to Kansas Architecture, you can look up different residences in Johnson County uh, to see if maybe there was something significant about uh, the house that you're researching. And then also we have atlases, and these are available thanks to the Johnson County Museum on jocohistory.org, and they are the 1874, 1902, and 1922 county atlases. And so if it's a significantly older house, you can see the property and who owned that property uh, before you did. Does that pretty much cover the commonly asked questions that folks have about their property? For the most part, um, I would caution people that if your house has a significant history that you probably already know it or you have inklings of it, uh, you're probably not going to find a gold mine in okay. the library. <laughs> what What are the most strange questions that have come up when people are trying to research their mm. house history? A lot of who lived there before, and especially if it was someone who lived there as a child, that's very hard to uh, to nail down. Um, I don't know. Have you? I'll tell you a really difficult ones? question that yes. I've gotten. Uh, what was the address of my house before some some year? Because streets have been realigned, streets sure. have been renamed, streets existed as a rural road and now it's a city street that's part of a subdivision. Um, those are really difficult questions to answer unless mm -hmm. we're able to find exactly where your house is on the map and then look at, you know, overlay maps. That's mm -hmm. a pretty hard question to answer. Yeah. And, and sometimes city yeah. directories can help in that regard too. Yeah. Um, but you know, those are few and far between mm -hmm. too um, for Johnson County. So uh, I was just going to add on the Missouri side, um, since that's where my house is, um, I have noticed that the Sanford map, uh, mm -hmm. the Sanford map, Sanborn, thank you. Uh, maps are really helpful. Yeah, they're great. Because I have alleyways as well in my neighborhood. Um, so the there's streets that have drastically changed, and the properties are long and narrow, and they were so, double houses, and oh. so now the alleys, the alleys were once streets, street front. It's very hard to to see unless you physically look at some of those older mm. older maps. Well, so so talk about those. Are those like hand drawn maps or or like just what 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 are the features of the of a Sanborn map? Those are or how are they different from other maps? I guess. Well, they're fire maps, mm -hmm. oh. so they're they were used and put together. Some of them are um, handwritten. If you go back, you know the pictures of them. Um, or filled in because they fade some, but it's they're usually my favorite color coded, and uh, for the type of material that the the building was built out of, it's a, to let the insurance company know if it was a brick building, a wood building, yes, you know, yes, masonry, thank whatever. you, yeah. yeah, and it and also some of the water department um, additions I think are more of the handwritten, and so it's it's just. A plethora of information yeah. if you know the key and know how to look at it. Interesting. And so I, I think if people were putting together resources today with hindsight, you know, being helpful, it, it would be ideal, but they were making it up as they were going along, right? And so do you feel like that's part of the struggle that, that 
it seems like the the resources are sometimes less than ideal to oh, help definitely. people find. Yeah, like the atlases. I mean, there's many many years between 1874 and 1902 that things changed during that time. Also, the county has it's called Ames A I M S, and uh, if automated you to, mapping uh, automated information mapping system. I looked up Thank today you. what it meant because I've yes. never known. Right. <laughs> so it's Ames A I M S dot org, and you can play around with that. It goes back to 1941 and as you get closer to present day it does get uh, a little more detailed but there's all kinds of filters and maps and layers you can play with that you can do that just from the comfort of your own home very neat yeah that's great so so i would say when when people ask the johnson county museum they're typically you know emailing me uh questions uh, so our museum has a few resources um, that I can get into a little bit later, but the one thing, in addition to Ames, because it only goes back so far for the digitized records, um, I direct people to RTA, Records and Tax Administration in Olathe, in the admin building there, um, okay. the, the county building. They have every abstract for the county. Well, I don't know about every. I'm sure there are holes in their collection as well, but most of the abstracts for properties, and it's not houses. You're not going to be looking at your house information. You'll be looking at your property information, which can be a little bit different, but sure. you know, it'll go all the way back to the President of the United States granted the land for Johnson County to the Shawnee uh, Native Americans, all the way up through present day. Um, and sometimes you can find some little gems in there. There's a lot of times there are divorce records in there because of oh, properties involved. Um, you may find um, deed restrictions in there, different things that you know maybe are still enforced or were enforced about setbacks or if you can have animals on the property or what color your house can be. Sometimes you'll find racial covenants um, in neighborhoods in, in Johnson County who can live in a particular neighborhood. Right. Um, and so that's all really interesting and really important information uh, to the history of the county. Oh, it so. tells you so much about the neighborhood you're living in. Absolutely. So what other resources does the uh, museum have? Sure. So the Johnson County Museum, in our collection, we have a sampling of abstracts, about 900 of them from across the county, um, from different subdivisions and different developments, uh, so that we can have a history of, of housing and, and developments in Johnson County. Um, we may not have your exact house, of course, but it's worth asking. Um, the other thing in our collection, we have over 10,000 images, photographs that were taken for um, what was called a uh, Final Historic Resources Survey. Uh, we have bound versions in the museum that you can come and see if you set up a like, research. like uh, a census for houses? But, yeah, yeah. But so photography? It was huh. a project with the Kansas State Historical Society and funding through Johnson County Heritage Trust Fund. It took place from 1991 to 2008, and the museum oversaw this. They went out and did sort of a survey of all the historic structures in the county. Um, for what and, purpose, Andrew? Well, so that's a good question. So it says within here, the purpose of the survey was to identify Johnson County's historic architectural resources. The survey and resulting data will provide a basis for comprehensive preservation planning uh-huh. and for education about the county historic resources. Neat. Yeah, and so it breaks it down by, uh, you know, township or, or, or uh, city um, areas of the county, and you can see they, they further broke down those properties into four categories, pre-white settlement, early white settlement, early suburbanization, and post-World War II housing boom. So uh, you can see the tallies for each area. Yeah. And then our photographs, of course, they're all mostly from the 1990s, so they're not historic necessarily yet, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> they may be a good indicator of what your home looked like, you know, at this point 30 years ago. So. Well, did that 
help uh, in preserving some of these, you know, great old homes with wonderful architecture? I hope so, and I think so. Um, uh, you know, I don't know any details offhand, sure. I guess, to answer that question, but um, certainly people are aware of this report. And, and um, for example, with the uh, new courthouse in Olathe, they contacted the museum to do a little research on the properties that were there that were going oh. to be raised um, to, to be able to build the, the new courthouse. And we were able to pull some information from this. And we also echo um, the Kansas State Historical Society has records, you know, uh, houses that are on registers and things. Uh, you can view those on our website. So we do have some more information on very historic properties um, that are you know on a register but very good and then I, I do want to mention too the other thing that I do a lot is uh, just a simple Google search or within a newspaper this is great you can Google you know search within old newspapers for Kansas City or Johnson County we have several on Joko history mm -hmm. the Squire is on there if you Google or search I just sort of use that as synonymous sure, sure. search <laughs> nowadays. Uh, if you search for your your home address you may be surprised what you find uh, my house in Kansas City Missouri had a fire uh, you know there was a, a, a city manager's son lived there. They hosted certain parties at certain times, and I don't have a very pretentious house. It's pretty simple four-square plan. Uh, so you might be surprised what you can find about your home uh, through those types of searches. Yeah, very interesting. Well, Meredith, you went through quite the uh, 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 travel, I don't know, the, quite the adventure, maybe? Is yes. that the word? Yes, uh, in, I feel in, like it was. In not only purchasing your house, but researching your house. What, what sort of interesting things did you come across in researching the history of your home? Well, first, I have to say my home is really um, not pretentious either. It's in a fantastic neighborhood that has a lot of history with immigrants and people who built the city, uh, the Kansas City downtown area. So um, right now, I'd say we're probably famous, most famous for uh, Columbus Park, our Italian uh, immigrants and, and history and neighbors. So, and food. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> and um, so when I came upon my house about three, four years ago, I felt very lucky to, to be able to purchase the home, but I knew that it wasn't um, being passed down uh, through multiple generations. It was pretty modest home, so um, I knew I was going to need to renovate. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious, but I didn't really think I was gonna find anything like treasure or anything like that. <laughs> However, it, as you kind of, as my um, architect or or renovator said to me, he's like, it's like peeling an onion, and it gives you multiple levels of information, just layer after layer. Right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's kind of in my curiosity and being able to have wonderful resources that I yeah. know I can go to. Give us some of those layers. Let's hear them. <laughs> <all. laughs> um, for example, um, while we were renovating, uh, I knew that there was a false, uh, false floor underneath my staircase. And I didn't know, of course, I made up all these things in my head of what it was <laughs> and, and, and what it could be. And I said, and I really need to make sure you all wait to do this until I'm there. And so I was living in an apartment across the street so I could go in every day and look and check. And then at the end of the day, I would say, what'd you guys find today? You know? yeah. And so they literally just took 
the whole insides out, laid it in the backyard, and we sorted through like for treasure. <laughs> and but the false bottom ended up not being that exciting. There was nothing in it. I was oh. sure there was going to be some money or <laughs> needled stuff. You Al know. Capone's tomb, <laughs> right? Some weapons, you know. And I was like, I don't know what to do with all this. So, but what I did find were things like different layers of wallpaper. Um, as we were going through the house, yeah. we took all the trim out because I needed to be economical and, and I am very sentimental about older things. Whereas, you know, sometimes people can, can say, well, that's, you know, kind of dirty and has lots of paint on it and multiple layers and it's right. going to be a pain to clean. So we kept all those things. And as we were cleaning out in between the the walls and I was running new electricity I found little hidey holes of of things of treasures and I found um, something from the Holy Rosary Church oh really it's the it's the annual tithe for um, for giving to the church and it's got one of the owners names on it oh wow and my address and then on the back um, in Italian it's got a grocery list, but I was sure wow. that I had the recipe uh. to, but I had to have it translated uh-huh. by someone, and they were like, that's not a recipe, Meredith. I was like, darn it. That's so cool. <laughs> do, you know a, do you know a rough date on that? Is there, is there like a postage? There is a, a, a stamp date of December 7, 69 on it. Cool. Oh, very wow. cool. That's so cool. So with that name, I can do some genealogy or yeah. I can, I went to um, look up some uh, information on this person and and found out a lot of information that way but your home is much older than that yes so so what year was your home built right now i have it on a on a map dating back to 1898 wow i don't i it is older than that it, it is so? one of the long standing probably one some of the original little slat wood houses well so if you were to come into the Johnson County Library or, or any library in Missouri, how how could someone help you find even, you know, like, are there records or, or is that just a, as far, that's as good as it's going to get? It's been very challenging. Yeah. But um, some of the things that I did find along the way um, that were helpful were materials that were used in the home to build the home. So things like, um, I probably, I call it a tall, tiny house, but the house is like 700 square feet long on Uh each floor, mostly. Each floor is a different height, Mm -hmm. and you can tell that it has, has had several additions. So each addition, the material or the style or things can help me determine sure. where uh, it started first. As, as something as small as a nail, just the style of nails that Absolutely. they used. When we walked, when I would go in, one of my favorite days was when they showed me all the hand-forged iron nails wow. that had come out, and um, excuse me, of the boards and and some that they 
were like, this is, you know what this means? This dates back to, you know, and I was like, no, I have no idea. So just having those conversations yeah, um, with people who are, are trades in the trade, um, that gave me tools to then turn around and come to the library and look into those types of um, that those years mm-hmm. and and the tools and the trade oh that's that's interesting have, have you Amanda have you had anyone like Meredith come in with with nails and things like sadly, that sadly no <laughs> that be amazing what, what about you Andrew like, we get people in, coming into the museum a lot with things yeah uh, you know for either to find information about them mm-hmm. or um, you know to donate to the museum which we have a process for that and yeah. contact our curator of collections and set up an appointment for that we can't just take your donations but Interesting things, always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Meredith, did you find any other interesting things? And and more importantly, did you find anything that was museum-worthy? Oh, well. Well, actually, I think that's museum-worthy, but, you know. Oh, well, I I think it's all museum-worthy. I'm, like, in my little house, museum-worthy. But I... Um, I did also find something that was interesting to the neighborhood as well, which is just like a Christmas card from the merchants. Um, I'm sorry, it's from the officers and directors and employees of the Merchants Produce Bank, and it has an address of Six and Walnut. So it's it also gave me a piece of history to the neighborhood and how it grew. Wow. And it's just little things that I found in there. Okay, so those are some really interesting treasures. Um, but those are all things that you found on your own. Um, what what other things have you found out about your house from other resources? So besides the physical items that I found in the walls, um, some of the knowledge that I had of, of the area, um, talking to my uh, my realtor or my um, architect and renovators, um, some of my best resources and some of my best information came from talking to my neighbors. Really? So they were very uh, interested in um, in the house and what mm. I was wanting to do with the house. And um, so as I was speaking to some of them about how I was very happy to be their neighbor and and be in this historic place, I asked them tons of questions. Some of them ran, but others talked to me about <laughs> how they grew up in the area and now they're aging and, and taking care of parents. So I got to learn some very interesting history about uh, how the uh, one of my neighbors used to go to school in the rain and the snow through the tunnels. Tunnels? Underneath underneath our neighborhood so what he talked about how uh his aunt lived in the house in between his and mine and that our houses were all connected underneath the street what kind of tunnels are we talking about i mean i could could you stand up in these tunnels i don't know i guess so i believe so why why were there why are there tunnels (laughs) for what what purpose do you think um, I'm pretty sure it was for not to get back and forth to school, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it was for back in Prohibition yeah. days when uh, some of the neighbors would maybe make some wine and <laughs> uh, get it through the city to yeah. the jazz area and some of the fun places around town. So 
probably a little nefarious, but it's okay. It's a good history. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what gives character to a place. I think any time that you have any sort of uh, historical object, whether, you know, it's it's an antique or a house, it's that story that's attached to it right. that brings so much to the value. Uh, it's, it's the value that's, you know, beyond money. And it's so interesting. It did help me put together a piece of how the house was made as well. Oh, yeah. Um, the idea of that, of the tunnels being built underneath the street, kind of formed also maybe when my house that sat on the dirt road was picked up and and it was, they dug uh, underneath the street to put it on top of a foundation. So the city had asked people along that neighborhood at that time that if you want running water, you need to have a basement and we'll hook you up to, to city water. So the choice was to just build new or, or put a foundation underneath your home. So I call it, I have a brick foundation and a little wood slat house that sits on top of it like a mushroom. So that also gave them opportunity to to build the tunnels. Wow. That is really interesting. Well, you just never know what you're going to find out from your neighbors. <laughs> and so that's one good resource for anyone out there that wants to research their home history. Let's uh, leave the audience with uh, some other uh, suggestions that we have, resources uh, available to you to help you learn about your house history. So yeah, uh, through the library, if you go to uh, jocohistory.org or aims.jocogov.org, you can search your address that way. We have tons of information. We have maps and community histories and architectural histories all within the regional reference collection at the Central Resource Library. So those books are all uh, in library use only, but you're welcome to come here anytime we're open and sit and uh, peruse those as long as you wish. Very good. The Johnson County Museum through jocohistory.org, of course, I mentioned those 10,000 photographs of, of historic properties. Um, I'd, I'd echo again Records and Tax Administration in Olathe. And, you know, we do have some resources within our collection, so it's always worth asking. I don't mind doing the research. I get to learn more with every research question, so it's great. And I would just say, though, we don't have architectural plans. <laughs> I wish we Good did, but we don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I get that question a lot. Do you have the original plans to my house? Unfortunately, uh, I don't think anybody does. I don't think so, so no. Yeah. Well, I know that this is a very interesting topic, and it's so much more complex than we have time for for a short podcast episode. But I feel like we've touched on a, po- uh, a lot of different resources. And... Uh, Thank you, Meredith, for sharing your story and all the little treasures that you found. Uh, we're going to take some photos of the items that you brought in today and make sure that Great. those are on the website and available. And uh, thank you all so much for coming. Thanks thank for you. having us. Thank, thank you. you very much. Did we miss a question you wish we would have asked? Do you have thoughts or stories about today's topic? Share them with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash jocolibrary.
And now, our writer's quote of the day. Hello, this is Igor. I must make this quick because my master is away. <laughs> I have three author quotes from the only author that matters, Stephen King. <laughs> the first quote is, books are a uniquely portable magic. <laughs> Number two. Monsters are real, and ghosts are real, too. They live inside us, and sometimes they win. Author quote number three, either get busy living or get busy dying. (laughs) Happy Halloween. We leave you with sounds from one of our locations. It's your audio minute we call Library Zen. episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear.